Shabbat Shalom. It's so good to be here in Beth Messiah again. It's a blessing for me. I don't know about you, but it's pure blessing for me to see your rabbi again and some of our familiar faces here. And I, it's an honor to stay before you and share with you words of God. But before I will go further, I would like to remind you that I still better speak in Russian than in English. So if you will not understand my English, please tell me right away, and I will switch it to my Russian. <laughs> well, before I will go to talk about my ministry work, I could not deny to go to the scripture first. Last week, as your rabbi mentioned it, in all congregations all around the globe, Messianic Jewish congregation, we rewind, we returned our Torah scrolls, our Sefer Torah, from the end to the beginning, and now we are on the first parasha, Bereshit, and for me it's personally joy and privilege because I don't know why, but among five books of Moses, I prefer Bereshit more than any other book. And among those uh, parasha in the book of Bereshit, I always, always thrilled on the parasha of the beginning, the first one. Bereshit. And so many, so many things are there. And I'm happy that we are part of the oldest uh, books club in the world. <laughs> are we? We are rereading the, the Torah for thousands of years. And when people ask me, why are you doing this? The same book every year, again and again and again, and answer is very clear. Because this book making huge impact in our personal life and also in the life of whole community of Israel and believers all around the globe. So when we're reading this book, we learn how we have to live according to the terms of God, of Hashem. And the first parasha is especially great because we are reading amazing story how world has been created. And it's amazing. It's amazing how by God's word and God's spirit, everything has been created on this earth. Even earth and heaven have been created by this. And we are reading that God created everything from the big uh, stars and uh, sun and, and moon and whole earth up to the, the smallest things on this earth. And I'm pretty sure you will enjoy of your Bible study, of your Torah study today, because it's rich. It's awesome. 
But I want to concentrate just on one thing which came to my heart this year, and this probably came because of my work, of my ministry work. And this is strike my heart and my mind when I read this portion. I just want to remind you what I would like to talk. I would like to talk of the story which we read in the chapter 3. After whole creation, after creator, creation of all creatures, and man and woman, Ish and Isha, we are reading the story of the first sin. And we're reading that snake tempted Eva to eat from the tree of good and bad, of knowledge, good uh, uh, tree of knowledge. And then I would like to read the portion what I want to discuss with you today. I will read from verses 6 of chapter 3 uh, till the verses 12, just six verses. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was the pleasant appearance, and that the tree was desire, desirable for making one wise, she took some of its fruit and ate. She also gave some of, uh, to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized that they are naked. So they sewed thick leaves together to make themselves loincloths. They heard the voice of Adonai, God walking in the gardens at the time of the evening breeze. So the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of Adonai, God, among the trees in the garden. Adonai, God, called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree from which I order you not to eat? The man replied, The woman you gave to me, the, the woman you gave to be with me, she gave me the fruit from the tree, and I ate A lot. A lot. So we see that when women have been presented to that tree, she has something which was very attractive for her. And what it was? It was something which touched her senses. Her eyes, her taste, her mouth. And it was desirable for her heart. My dear brothers and sisters, nothing new in this world. Since today, since then, till today, everybody fell in the sin on the same way. Because we like something which is good for our eyes or which is tasted 
good for us or our heart is desire for. And when Adam and Eve fell in this sin, what happened to them? All of a sudden, they realized that they naked. In other words, they realized there is something what they have to be ashamed of. When sin comes to our life, fear comes to our life. And when God called to Adam and said, Where are you? Adam said, I hide from you because I was afraid. And God asked him, why do you have to be afraid? What's wrong with you? And Adam began to quench it, began to say, you see, you gave me the woman, and that woman put me in such a kind of situation. Well, I would like to talk about this a little bit. In Hebrew, there is pure connection between question of God and answer of man. In Hebrew, where are you? The question of God, it sounds like word aika. And when Adam answering, his answer was aika. Why? If you take a look on those two words, you will see that consonants of those words exactly the same. Absolutely the same. But the vowels are different. So what the moral, what the lesson we can see here? When God answer everyone and each of us, where are you? It depends on us how we're going to answer it. If sin presented in our life, we try to hide from God. We try to use any excuses and we try to stay away from him and our answer is Eha. Why? Why you gave me this woman? Why you put me in such a kind of situation? Why, 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 why? For me as a missionary, it's very important because in daily base, I meet people to whom God called my people, Jewish people, people of God, chosen people, as people call us, or we call ourselves. When God called to us, where are you? Very often our answer is, Eka. God asked me, Eka. I answer, Eka. I remember how it was for me. God called me, Numbers of times. And I don't want to recognize his voice. I try to hide myself from him because I feel sin in my life. And I feel fear in my life. Because I was naked before God. And today when I'm working in the ministry, for me it's so important. My heart is overwhelmed as as, as Paul saying, my heart is full of grief and pain and love, and I'm ready to give it up my salvation if it would help my people, people of Israel. I have the same pain and grief and love in my heart for my people because I see when God called to them, where are you? 
so many of them began to say, why? Why are you calling me? Why, I need, why, why do I need you in my life? And for the last uh, 19 years, I put my life to reach my people. And I want to give you some information about what I am doing today in my ministry. Uh, I'm rabbi in small Russian-speaking Messianic congregation in Hollywood, Florida. And this is my fourth Russian-speaking congregation. We began to work uh, many years ago, more than 20 years ago, back in Brooklyn, New York. And when we began to work, there is no Russian-speaking Messianic congregation at all. And God used me as a part of a planting team for three different Messianic congregations back in Brooklyn. And it was quite a, a field, about 300,000 Russian-speaking Jewish people uh, are living there today. So when we began to work, no one Russian-speaking congregation at all. Now it's uh, numbers of them, numbers of them, and most of them packed with uh, Russian-speaking Jewish people. About uh, 13 years ago, we moved, we, we got the, the call from God, and we moved to South Florida, and over there we began a new congregation, which called it Beit Hasadel, House of God's Loving Kindness. And uh, it's a privilege and joy for me to lead this congregation with my wife, or let's put on this way, my wife and me. Because she's spending much more time with the congregation than I do because of my ministry uh, responsibilities. So uh, this is most young, most family-oriented, and most um, spiritually advanced congregation uh, what I've had in, in my entire life. And I really, really enjoy to work in this congregation and teach people and disciple people. And uh, we have new generation is coming up, like your youth, uh, teenagers. And it, it's really joy to see how those people are walking in the Lord's commandments. You know, the most important thing what we try to uh, teach people, it's not that important how much you know, but much more important that how you live in according with God's knowledge. If you know this much today, just live that much. Tomorrow you will know more and you will live in according with this. So the life of our people is pure testimony of Messiah Yeshua, how he transformed their lives. And uh, it's, for me, it's joy to see how those people representing messianic movement in South Florida. Another my responsibility, I'm probably because of my age, uh, maybe because of my uh, leadership position in the, in the ministry and in the Russian-speaking movement, but I'm sort of papa for Russian-speaking messianic movement here in the United States. So we try 
uh, with collaboration with UMJC to uh, create the course for our Russian-speaking Messianic leaders. And we are working on this project already for seven years. And we have uh, some of our leaders who receive uh, uh, the ordination. Uh, it's not real ordination. It's not smicha yet. It's um, licensing for first level level of this course. So people working really hard, and uh, I try to help with this project because it's it's take a lot of time and a lot of efforts and a lot of money to translate it and put together to the video and audio taping uh, and uh, create the community of those leaders and put all this stuff together to let our leaders to learn. Also, I, I have a lot of work overseas, a lot of work overseas. And it's interesting, I'm getting older, and I have more and more and more work. And it's, it's really joyful. Um, because just a month ago, we have our fourth worldwide Russian-speaking messianic conference in Warsaw. Since 19... I'm sorry, 2000. 2003, we have already four messianic uh, conferences. First was in Berlin, then in Jerusalem, then in Kiev, and uh, months ago we have more than 150 messianic leaders from all over the globe. We have representatives. Uh, much more congregation, I would like to tell you in advance. There is not just 150 congregation worldwide, Russian-speaking, no. Much more. But we have been limited by space and by money. So it was representation. So today we have Russian-speaking Messianic congregation in many, 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 many countries. United States, Canada... Uh, we have one congregation even in Argentina. We have congregation in England, uh, Germany, uh, Hungary, Czech Republic. Of course, former Soviet Union in all uh, former republics of Soviet Union. Of course, Israel. Uh, we have one congregation in South Africa, and two in Australia. So it's many, many of them. And I would like to tell you something. I remember our first conference in 2003 in Berlin, and we invited people. Uh, I remember we invited Michael uh, Schiffman, and we invited uh, Walter Lieberman, and we invited... Um, was the president on that time, uh, Cohen, Rabbi Cohen. So they came to teach us. I remember uh, it was privilege and, and blessing to have your rabbi who was teaching 
on such a kind of seminar in Moscow. So we, uh, we learn, we learn. And it was joy to see how our leaders growing up. And this last conference, all teachers have been from Russian-speaking Messianic movement. It's interesting and uh, really joyful to see uh, how we are growing and in the faith and um, knowledge and life in Messiah Yeshua. Um, me personally, uh, last year, I, I've been in your congregation, I believe, one and a half year ago, in spring of 2015. For this period of time, a lot of things happened in my ministry. Just for one last year, I, I make few missionary trips overseas. Uh, Germany. I was in Germany three times already, and every time when I coming to Germany, I have goose on my skin. Just, just think about how to do Jewish evangelism in Germany. And uh, we travel within three weeks with my wife uh, for biggest part of the country. And I was teaching in numbers of Messianic uh, congregations, but it's usual work for me. It's not so impress me. What really touched my heart that I have opportunities uh, to, to, to speak with numbers of Jewish people one-to-one. -one. Uh, in one small uh, town, Aachen, on the south part of, of Germany, uh, I walk from door to door. There is about 200 Jewish, Russian-speaking Jewish families who are living in that small town. And I, I was privileged to visit about 40 of them within three days when we've been there. And it was amazing. It, it, it put a lot of emotions in my heart because I just see how our people open and hungry for the word of God and, and just matter who will give it the, the good news, the gospel of Messiah for them. They need to hear it. They need to hear it. So please, don't be afraid. You are representatives of God as I do. And I see the results. The, the four people pray right there with me to accept Messiah Yeshua. And it's, it's in Germany. It's in Germany. So it was very productive and very uh, successful trip on my point of view. Also, you know that I spent a lot of time in Russia. And for last six years, uh, we did a lot of great job. I, I traveled all around the country from the far east, from Vladivostok, to the far west, to Kaliningrad, and I met numbers of uh, leaders and uh, just regular uh, believers, and we uh, got the opportunity to 
help them to do Jewish evangelism in different kind of, of Jewish evangelism, like one-to-one work or street evangelism or Bible study, how to create Bible study. And it's very interesting to see that not only Jewish people are interesting in Messianic teaching, but a lot of much more non-Jewish people are coming to Messianic congregation and its number is growing dramatically. For the last six years of our work in, in Germany, we have more than 40 congregations all around the, the country. But this year specifically, I want to mention it, my ministry in Ukraine. Uh, this ministry, honestly saying, is amazing. By myself, I've been amazed. I've been amazed. Uh, about 20 years ago, Chosen People Ministry have very good and productive work in Ukraine. We have numbers of congregations, and uh, it was fruitful. But I don't know why work began to decline, and about 10 years ago, we almost lost all our work, except one congregation. Uh, it's still alive for all those years. So about one and a half year ago, idea came to uh, our minds that we have to help people in Ukraine, Jewish people, Messianic people in Ukraine, because, you know, it was time of war. It's still war on the southeast part of Ukraine, and many uh, people are suffering because of the war situation. So we began with humanitarian aid to two messianic remnants of two messianic congregations in that area, Donetsk and Lugansk. And we've been able to help uh, about 50-plus Jewish people who are still mostly elderly and sick people who are still uh, living there and have been not able to leave this zone because they are old and sick. So we helped them within a year. And about end of 2015, Mitch, uh, our president, Mitch Glazer, me and Vladi Pickman, uh, our representative, uh, our leader in Germany, uh, gathered together and we pray and we come up to the idea that we have to do something to reverse our work in Ukraine. So we create the plan, and at the beginning of March of 2016, so just beginning this year, I can't, I've been contact to uh, two congregations in Ukraine, and then another two join us, and we began new work in Ukraine. So for Six months since March to September, our network spread it rapidly. Uh, I did um, teaching seminar in September in Kiev, and 19 people who represented 15 congregations were there. 
We have network of 15 Messianic congregations who are working together with us. And our goal from the beginning, it was goal to read Jewish people to Messiah Yeshua. We, all our work, what we are doing over there, it's reaching Jews and Gentiles for the glory of God. So all those events, what we have, and we have a lot. We have a lot. Feasts, uh, concerts, uh, excursion, uh, visitations, uh, one-to-one work, uh, all kind of our activities focusing to reach Jewish people. And the forms are very, very different. We are working among elderly people, and we are working among youth people. We have clubs for those categories of the people. The people who've been reached with the word of God, then carefully treated. We have sort of new work which we are calling warm house. It's special, special places where not believing Jews and non-Jews, after our activities, after our events are coming, and we are spending time with them. We are teaching, we are conversating, we try to help them on different ways. We're still doing humanitarian aid, still do, but this is just a small part of our work, because much more work going spiritually. We are working among prisoners. There is a Jewish people who are sitting in prisons. So, so far we have two Bible study in the prisons among Jewish people. Within those six months, 21 Jewish person except Messiah Yeshua. So, it's amazing and growing work. Now, we are facing New Year. 2017. We are standing and praying about our work. There is a big possibility, but uh, that end of 2016, our network will grow up to 20 congregations. And we are praying about expanding our work. And I want to tell you, I need your prayers. I need your prayers about this work, because it looks so amazing for me, for myself, how God is working beautifully among uh, Jewish people in Ukraine. But we also need money. The budget, about $20,000. It sounds huge, but consider 20 congregations and it's just about $1,000 per year per congregation. And it's worth it. It is worth it. So I want to assure you that uh, money, what you will give for today's offering, will work in Ukraine. And I highly, highly, highly ask you to help us with this project because I purely understand this is God's work. I see how it's going. It's, it's just going beyond my expectation. And this is a sign for me this is God's work. So, uh, for those of you who doesn't know about our ministry, who 
not yet involved in the work of our ministry, I will ask you to raise your hand and Rabbi will give you, will give you those brochures. So I just briefly introduce those brochures so you will know what's going on. Our ministry, as a Rabbi mentioned it, has been established in former, uh, by former uh, Hungarian Orthodox Rabbi Leopold Cohen in 1894. So we are quite old. What we are doing for this 120 years plus, we are doing any kind of evangelism and discipleship. We are doing Bible study, uh, making uh, congregations, uh, one-to-one work, street evangelism, conferences, you name it. We have wonderful evangelistic programs like short-term ministry opportunity. If somebody of you has fire in your heart and you wish to read Jews and Gentiles for the glory of God, we will teach you, we will equip you, we will give you opportunities to be on the streets of New York, Chicago, West Palm Beach. By the way, in the February, we will have evangelistic program in West Palm Beach and Miami, which call it Fun and the Sun. So if you wish, come to me and we will talk about it. So on the back, you can find some information about me and my wife and how we can work together. Pray. Scripture saying that we have to pray one for another. And as a missionary, I'm staying on the front line of spiritual warfare for the souls of Jews and Gentiles. And I definitely, definitely need your prayerful support as well as financial support. I can be the best possible missionary in the world, but without your help, people, I can do nothing. You are the body. I'm just your arms and feet. And only together we can accomplish the commandments from the Scripture bringing the gospel, especially for the Jews and equally for the Gentiles. So I have just two places where I can be. I can be in, uh, on the field, reaching Jews and Gentiles for the glory of God, or I'm traveling, uh, teaching, raising my support. So if you wish to see me more on the field, I need a few more shekels in, in my support. Learn more. We have huge, huge uh, uh, materials which are going to help you uh, to learn about the scripture, how to reach uh, Jews and Gentiles for the glory of God, and on and on and on. Why do we need this? Because this knowledge will help us to do what God commanded us to do. Witness, especially for the Jews and equally for the Gentiles. So what I will ask you, those people who wants to join our work, who wants to pray, who wants to know what's going on in my ministry to Jewish people here in the United States and overseas, I will ask you to tear off that small portion of the brochure, fill it up, your name, your address, or your email address, and you will begin to receive my prayer letter, and you will know what's going on in my ministry, and you will know how you can pray about. And I will kindly ask you to return those slips back to me with your love offering and may God bless you.